Welcome to another episode of Tip Tops and Flip Flops. I am one of your hosts, Jess Durand, here to introduce the pod. Hope has asked me to tell you guys that there's a lot of yelling, there's a lot of excited ranting in this episode. We're both very excited and we have a lot of fun. There's a lot of fun to be had with Taylor Lautner's filmography because, of course, this is the podcast where we take an actor each week and we look at their top movie according to the critics of Rotten Tomatoes and then we look at their bottom movie and I just said tomatoes look at me being indoctrinated into the American ways I hope that you enjoy this episode we certainly enjoyed recording it mad respect to the king himself Taylor Lautner Welcome back to Tip Tops and Flip Flops, the podcast where we look at an actor's highest rated and lowest rated movie, according to Rotten Tomatoes. And this week, do you want to say what we're doing? We are doing, yes, we are doing the legend, Mm. the icon, Mm -hmm. the hero Mm. named Taylor Lautner. Beautiful. Beautiful work. Now, I don't know if it's relevant, um, but I am on the floor recording this episode. (laughs) But just in case I give off a weird vocal vibe, Mm. it's because I'm on the floor. Like, laying on the floor. (laughs) And that's that's okay. And that is what it is. It's okay to lie on the floor. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I have so many cords around me. (laughs) Anyway, okay. So, Taylor Lautner. Mm Mm-hmm. Tay-Tay Lott. Jessica. Tay-Tay Lott. Yep. Jessica watched his best movie. I did. Week. Yes. Which... Um, which we, we we can reveal in a second. I yeah. Think first, we should start... <laughs> we should just start by talking about the man himself, the mm. man, the myth, mm-hmm. and the legend. Yes. Taylor Lautner. Now, what is your relationship with him? Yes. Let me tell you. So, I do know him from Twilight, but I okay. didn't... I didn't watch all the Twilights... I just watched a couple. I was not into it as a child. I was very anti-Twilight because I think because everyone else liked it, I decided not to like it. And I made that my personality. Yeah. What age are we here with this? Is this like 13? I think that, yeah, I think between like 10 and 13 was when the hype was up. Yeah. I've never read them either. I've seen... I think there are five movies, and I think I've seen four. I've seen all but one. I've seen all but one. I watched a couple of them for work a few years ago, and it was an experience. For work. (laughs) It it actually was. No, I believe you. (laughs) I believe you. (laughs) But um, I did, I do know him also from the, there's a British sitcom called Cuckoo. (laughs) Yeah. Where he, where I, um... I watched him in that and I thought he was great. And he has a really great dynamic in that with Greg Davis. (laughs) Yes. And replacing uh, Andy Samberg. Yes. Which Which is wild. Ingenious casting. Yeah. (laughs) In many ways, a genius and infamous. Mm, (laughs) You know, mm. it's both. So what is your favorite Taylor Lautner movie? Movie, I've only seen him in Twilight. So I don't... Okay. I can't say any of those are my favorite moments. 
Yeah, that feels tough. That feels yeah. like a lie. What about you? What have you seen him in apart from Twilight? Yeah, so I've seen those Twilight movies. I've seen a movie he was in called Valentine's Day, which I think we've talked about on the pod before. I don't remember why, but that that's one of those Love Actually movies. Right. With like a bajillion actors. Yeah. So I'm sure someone was in it. Uh, and I was obsessed with that movie when it came out, I think 2010, 2011. Great time. I could not get enough of that movie. <laughs> I don't think I've watched it since. And I kind of don't want to because I think it's trash. Mm. I, I guess that that's the situation. But at the time, oh my word, that movie. I was so excited for it to come out. Wow. That's like my real memory of it. It's not really when it came out I loved it. It's more like, this is a movie that's happening. I can't wait for it. I'm 10. It was like that. <laughs> wow. Okay. So he's in that. And it's an ensemble thing. He's in that with Taylor Swift. Oh. Who he dated. Are they a couple in the movie? Yes. I did not know that Taylor Swift uh, did acting in real... In well, movies. she's also in... She's in the Giver movie. I don't know that. The book The Giver? Have you read The Giver? No. I think that's a classic in American schools. Okay. So she's she's in The Giver. And she's also in Cats. Oh, I forgot she was in Cats. <laughs> I of didn't course. really count that as acting. <laughs> I also don't count it as a movie. Yeah, I'm not. A, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's more like a a sight, mm. a sight, and a, it's it's experience, a visual experience. Yeah. But yeah, I would say my Valentine's Day is my favorite show out of movie. Great. And then the the worst is probably probably the fourth. Oh, the Twilight movie, whatever the last one is. So the fourth or the fifth? I think is it? Would it be Breaking Dawn Part Two? <laughs> That's correct. Dare I say? <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> and we found it. That's correct. I, yeah. Um, yeah, there were five. A wild movie. A wild movie. Yeah. And so, oh yeah. Yeah. No, I'm really embarrassed by this, but I will say it. And then we'll decide whether I want, I want it to make this public. <laughs> okay, I, already, I, do want, I do want you to make it public. At the cinema, I went to see Breaking Dawn Part 2. I would have been 12. It was like a birthday party that I was invited to and everyone had to wear like a shirt that said either Team Jacob or Team Edward. And oh, oh, no. I was Team neither of them. And so they got me a shirt that said Team. And I'm so embarrassed by who I was obsessed with. At this age, I was really obsessed with this singer. And they got me a shirt that said Team Ollie Merz. I was about to say it was Ollie Merz. to be team edward or team whatever the fuck jacob than team ollie Murs. <laughs> are you still are you still team ollie Murs? no i'm i'm okay. anti i'm anti all of that now okay uh now let's let's pause it here because a bit of a spoiler we will find our way back so let's pause um we normally hear also we look at our actors wikipedia page mm. and find a fun fact did you find something on I Mr. did Taylor's find Wikipedia? a fun fact, and I wonder if we'll have the same one. I imagine we will, because I was looking at his page, and then I went, what am I doing? I know what my fact is, and I realized, and I remembered it. Okay, wait, you go first. What is your fact? Are you, you, are you sure? Okay. My fact is that, now as I mentioned, he dated Taylor Swift. Yeah. He is uh, married yeah. to a woman. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's married to a woman named Taylor. Yeah. Uh, but she took his last name. 
So if we are, if we're going to do the math on that one, that means that it is quite literally Mr. and Mrs. Taylor Lautner. Yes. That was also my fact is that his wife is also called Taylor Lautner. (laughs) Now that is wild. But what's extra wild to me is he also dated Taylor Swift. Yeah. So he, so it's not like a, that to me makes it, that makes it like another level. Yeah. He he only dates people with his name. (laughs) He only dates people named Taylor. I can't. It's so wild to me. That is wild. Yeah. Okay. Now, should we start discussing our films? Yes. Should we sprinkle this in? Yes. So you went first. So you you, you so, had the best movie. So I had the best movie, which was Twilight. The first, the very first. Now, unfortunately mm. for Taylor Lautner, both of his best movies on Rotten Tomatoes are, <laughs> are what they call rotten, meaning that they only have 49%. <laughs> yeah, they, they're they not... We haven't crossed that 50 mark. Yeah, so yet. he hasn't been in a movie that, that has crossed the 50 mark, but that's okay. Um, that's okay. I haven't either. So both Twilight and New Moon, I believe, were 49%. So then it was the audience score that pushed Twilight to the top. Um, yeah. I thought it was Breaking Dawn. Oh, well, it was one Dawn's, of them. Maybe it wasn't. It was Who one of them. cares? <laughs> Who cares? So I watched Twilight, which, if you don't know, it's a 2018 romantic... It's described as a romantic fantasy film. Oh, I guess it is fantasy. I would never have yeah. thought of that, but I guess that is correct. It was directed by someone called Catherine Hardwick, and the screenplay was by Melissa Rosenberg. Uh, critic score is 49%, and then the audience score is a lot higher at 72%. Mm, that is much higher. And um, also in this movie, apart from Taylor Lautner, we have Kristen Stewart, Robert Pattinson. Anna Kendrick is in this movie, which I forgot about. Yes, she is, so did I. <laughs> and something interesting about this movie... I it was, I struggled to find something interesting like about the background of the movie, but I did find out that Jennifer Lawrence screen tested for the role of Bella Swan, which I think hey. is kind of interesting. But I also feel like the if Jennifer Lawrence had played Bella Swan, it would have been exactly the same. I don't. I know exactly. I what don't you mean. think they would have given different performances. <laughs> I weirdly I'm I couldn't agree with you more. Mm, mm. But anyway, okay. Tell me about your okay. movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched a movie called The Ridiculous Six. Mm. Oh, I forgot about this. <laughs> <laughs> it is a Western comedy parody movie. Came out in 2015. Uh, the director is Frank Coracci. Coracci. I'm I've been doing Italian on du- on Duolingo. I've been doing Italian for 170 days, <laughs> and I don't remember how I pronounce "ci." <laughs> I don't oh, remember how to chi. pronounce. Isn't it chi? Chi, or is it ki? Kaki. No, I think that's gnocchi. Gnocchi has two c's, and that's gnocchi, so it's probably ki. Chi. You're probably right. Okay. Karachi. Uh, thank you, Duolingo. <laughs> I'm fluent in Italian. <laughs> other cast. Are you ready for this other cast? I'm ready. Very importantly. Mm. Both psychologically and in the movie, we have Adam Sandler. Yeah. That feels that's yeah that's neat. I need to have that be clear at this point. Like this is an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, we have Adam Sandler. We have Rob Schneider, a man who uh, I describe his energy as. Hoo hoo! I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> Hong Kong. It's that that's kind accurate. of ethos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, I've never, I've never loved what he gives. Then we have Terry Crews. I do love what he gives. Yeah. We have Terry Crews. We have Jorge Garcia. We have Steve Buscemi. Buscemi? Yaki, what is it? I thought it was Steve, Steve Buscemi, but maybe I'm wrong. I've never heard Buscemi. I've heard it a million ways, but I thought Oh, I've then I'm probably wrong. Steve Buscemi. We all know who I'm talking we, about. Yeah, yeah. Then we have Luke Wilson of Legally Blonde. We have Will Forte of being Will Forte. We have Steve Zahn. <laughs> We have Nick Nolte. For a second, we have Whitney Cummings. Wow. This is a We big... have John Lovitz. Yes, it's a huge cast. And there are plenty of other people that I'm not... Like, there's so many other people. Mm. And we have, in a moment where I gasped out loud and said, is that this man? And indeed it was. We have Blake Shelton. I don't know that. Country singer yeah. Blake Shelton. <laughs> Gwen Stefani's <laughs> husband, Blake Shelton. I, I was like, is that, is that Blake Shelton? I could not believe my eyes. My eyes or my ears. Oh, wow. No, I do recognize him. Yeah, I'm... he was voted People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive <laughs> during the mid-2010s. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. I'm sure he's no, I, very I sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I, with all the love in the world to Mr. Blake, I mm. rioted as a teenager. <laughs> Back when I thought that that kind of thing mattered, I mm. rioted. <laughs> To an extent that my family had to be like, Hope, you can't talk about this anymore. We need to move on as a people. It's been three years. Stop. <laughs> oh, so wait, yes, wait. this cast is stacked. Can I just ask you who you wanted to be the sexiest man? Wow. Mm. Wow, wow, wow. What, can you Google what year he was? I would do it, but I'm so frantic. There's so much around me. <laughs> okay. Um, what okay, what year me, was he? Was it 2015? He was the sexiest man alive in 2017. 2017. Okay, so I was too old to care. I think, <laughs> I would guess, I mean, at that point, I really liked um, Steve from Stranger Things. Right, yeah. So I would have probably been like, Steve Harrington, even though, uh, he, I don't, that, he's a bit of a young man's game. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a, there's a, there's a youthful energy to him, i.e. he was 22 or whatever. <laughs> so, like, that feels weird that, like, 40-year-old women would be like, Steve from Stranger Things, who's a teenager. <laughs> that feels... Who votes for this? It's just people. It's just, like, the People magazine staff and whatever. And what do you mean, people, It's always like you have... Alive. It's like you have a movie coming out, and it's like... It's not actually... It's also press. It's also right. promoting their projects. Or, I guess, promoting your album. Or The Voice, <laughs> if you're Blake Shelton. <laughs> Oh, who was okay. who was like? Oh, who's sexiest man alive? Blake Shelton. I gotta watch The Voice. Who? <laughs> <laughs> who in America? Anyway, so that's the cast. It's stacked. Uh, Rotten Tomato score. We have a solid zero percent. That's tough. Something weird about the movie. I don't really know how to sum this up, so I just kept the tab open because mm. I couldn't really figure out how to succinctly say this. Basically, I will get into it more, but I will say right now, racist. Right. And this Race. only came out in 2015? 2015. Ooh. 2015. Okay. And hardcore racist. Okay. So, and hardcore racist against Native Americans particularly. Right. Okay. That's tough. And so, apparently, like, a hundred Native American people on set, like, left. Because <gasps> they were like, this is the worst. What is happening? Whoa. Okay. And then, but then someone, another person, another Native American actor on set said that it was exaggerated and only four people left. Um, and 
and that's not nothing though. He said he said that those who left, according to Wikipedia, he considered that those who left raised legitimate issues, but it was quote the wrong battlefield. So, okay. even if it is just four, which I'd be surprised, mm. but even if it is just four, that's as you said, that's not nothing. Yeah, that means there's a problem. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I watched, um, and I just watched it. So I'm coming off of that energy. Mm. And I have a lot of grace for myself, and I have a lot of praise for myself for making it through such a film. Yeah. Yeah. And before we dive in, though, to that experience, we're going to start with our, our good friend Twilight. Yes. Okay. So this is the section where we each do a three minute summary of our movie. And I will go first with the best movie. let's just remember that yep i'm a little bit i'm i'm almost nervous because i have so many notes but i've got to. i'm gonna try and get through it as quickly as i can and we're in the we have we're we're in the opposite place today i have so few notes and so little to say (laughs) okay great (laughs) okay so i watched this movie this is the first movie that i have seen before but i Mm. remembered almost none of it if i'm being honest okay Okay. did you see it when it came out i think so yeah wow so you were eight yeah, eight or nine. I think I was nine. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Okay, here we go. You ready? Yeah. Okay, let's go. So, Bella Swan is leaving Arizona because her mom is on the road. She's going on the road with her new boyfriend. And so she's going to spend with her time with her dad in a tiny town in the state of Washington, which is really cold and gloomy. Oh, no, it's nothing like Arizona. Um, she goes to the house and Taylor Lautner is her neighbor and he has really long hair, which I forgot about. He is called Jacob. (laughs) Her dad gets her a truck. She first day at new school. People make fun of her because she has a big truck. Anyway, um, everyone absolutely loves her. They're really, really nice to her. She's got like a big group of friends from day one. Everyone loves her, but she just can't take her eyes off this creepy little vampire family, but we don't know a vampire yet, <laughs> called the Cullens. And they all have really chalky white makeup, which is confusing. Anyway, Bella nearly gets hit by a car. Um, she doesn't know because Edward Cullen saves her, but he doesn't talk to her. He just runs away. And then we find out that Edward Cullen's dad, Dr. Cullen, is uh, like a weird adoptive dad and he's in the hospital, so he's a doctor. Anyway, Bella goes to the beach and Taylor Lawton is at the beach and he's like, my tribe descended from wolves and Edward Cullen can't come to the beach because he he can't come to this land because he's from the enemy tribe. Anyway, Edward saves Bella again because Bella gets harassed by a group of men and then Edward saves her And then they go to a restaurant and Edward doesn't eat anything. And then he reveals to her that uh, he can read minds. And she's like, what? And then she starts researching and she finds out that he's a vampire and she starts having dreams about him biting her. And she confronts her. She confronts him in the woods and and she's like, you're a vampire. And he's like, yes, I'm a vampire and I want to eat you. (laughs) (laughs) But she doesn't care. She's like, I it's okay that you want to eat me. And then she meets their family and then she goes to a baseball game with their family the, the, yes! which is the, there's a baseball montage to a muse song called Ooh! supermassive black hole which i absolutely love and it's kind of ruined that song for me anyway <laughs> some creepy other rival vampires come to the baseball game and they crash it and they smell bella because bella's a human and they start chasing her and then so bella has to leave town and she goes all the way back to arizona but then the guy finds her 
he decides to chase her into her old ballet studio or something. Anyway, there's a massive <laughs> fight between the entire Cullen family and this one guy who wants to eat Bella. And then Bella nearly dies. And Edward has to suck the venom out of her. But he's like, once I start sucking, I can't stop. But then he does stop. And then... um and then she's fine and then they go to prom and then she's like, I want you to make me into a vampire, but he doesn't. And then they, they just kiss instead and that's the end. Whew. Wow, you have done the Lord's work here today. <laughs> I mean, in general, that is the vibe. Yeah. Okay, what are your scores? What are your scores? Wow, I'm impressed. Mm. What are your scores? Um. So, okay. Right, just... <laughs> so, Okay. <laughs> I would entertainment value I gave it an 8 out of 20. It was it was kind of funny at points for the wrong reasons. Um okay. I thought it would be a little higher, I'll be honest. <laughs> it was so slow and long. Yeah. And yeah. kind of boring, if I'm being honest. Um cinematography I always please always be honest in this <laughs> Cinematography I gave it a 2. I I did not like this. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they make it so... Because vampires can't see sunlight, they make the whole thing blue and dark to, to so that... Because they don't want to reveal that they actually were filming in sunlight. I, I'll be honest, I never made that connection. <laughs> I'll be honest, because we're honest in this space. I yeah. knew that it was famously, like, green and cold light, mm. but I had never realised why. That's what I think, anyway. Right, you're 100 percent right. Right to high fives. I I would only give two out of twenty. It was a little tough. Wow. Some of, a lot of the lines actually. I would say ninety percent of the lines were tough. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, Spider Monkey. Uh, <laughs> hold on, Spider Monkey. Hold on, Spider Monkey. <laughs> we should write a song. I think we should write a song. We should. Would you hold stream? on, Spider Monkey? Would you stream? <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, I, we should I add a link to our like this, SoundCloud in the I, show notes. I feel like this has been made into a musical. There must be a Twilight musical, but I also think we should do one anyway. Um, anyway, it'd be hard to do singing with the fans. <laughs> <laughs> They've done it before. Just like a level, I guess they have. They probably have. Um, okay. Okay. Looks. I only gave it a three out of twenty. Did not love the looks. It was sort of yeah, no- they were tough. sort of nothing looks. Um, I would have loved the vampires to be a bit, a bit wilder. Um, yeah. would I see it again? No, I gave it a one out of 20. Oh my God, you hated Twilight. I didn't expect to not like, I thought I would like it more I than I did. I thought you'd be fine. Yeah. So overall I gave it, it's a 16, but I looked at my phone six times. Oh. So it, that brings it to 10 out of a hundred. <laughs> Wow, tough look for Twight. It is I tough. And it I, Twight. Feel... <laughs> I just called it Twight. <laughs> I feel a little Twight. bad. Because it is a classic. It's a classic, but it was tough to watch as an adult. Yeah, I think that that... I don't know. There are a lot of movies like that, I think. Twilight was not a classic for either of us growing up. Mm. But there are movies where they were, and then you rewatch them, and you're like, oh. Yeah. So this is not good. Yeah. And that's always a tough experience. So I imagine for kids who were really into Twilight, it's, it is good. Like, there are some things where you still, like, the movie She's the Man, right? That's a classic in my life. Yes, me too. 
I watched it as an adult a few years ago. Is it not as good? Wasn't as good. Okay. Wasn't as good. <laughs> and that was hard for me to process. Because mm. for me, it's like, this is... This is Shakespeare. Like, it's not a remake. It's not a, it's not a modern yes. retelling. It is. It's the same. So yeah. the fact that it, it, it quite literally wasn't, uh, it was tough. That is tough. But also, I'm able to be like, I'm able to defend it still. Even mm. though I know it's bad, I can still say it's good and believe it. Yeah, I understand. I understand. So I think there are a lot of people for whom Twilight is like that. Yeah. Which I get and have no judgment about. Like, I totally understand that. Yeah, I think that for the time, everyone involved was doing it, was, they did their best. Yeah, they did. With the source they material, did. they did their best. Oh, um, right, you read it. Or yeah. you almost finished it. I think I got, like, right to the end and I just couldn't go on. <laughs> That's so funny that you got <laughs> to the very end. Yeah. You were like, I'm out. I'm out of here. <laughs> okay, do you okay. want to tell us about your movie? Yeah, I guess. So I <laughs> start my, my timer to talk about the ridiculous six. I have three minutes and mm. I, I won't use it, which my first time I won't use all three. Go for it. Okay, we ready? Yeah. Okay. Go. Okay, so Adam Sandler, he plays, this is the 1800s. Let's oh. say it's like 1880 in the West. The Western America sort of wild, wild West vibes. Okay. Adam Sandler plays a man whose name is White Knife. Now, that is his name mm. because for most of his life, he was raised in a Native American tribe. Okay. And we'll sit there for a moment. Mm. So that was his life. When he was, let's say, nine years old, he walked his mom to school or like he had his mom walk him to school because he had some bullies and this guy shot his mom in the stomach. <gasps> And he always blamed himself for that. He's like, I was a coward. I should have stood up to them myself. No one in the movie bothers to tell him, you were nine. You were nine. No one really has. They're always like, you have to forgive yourself. They're not like, you did not do anything wrong. So Nick Nolte plays his dad, which is sure. And I'm going to call him Adam Sandler. I feel uncomfortable calling him White Knife. Yep. So Adam Sandler, basically the movie is him trying to stop his his biological father who he meets at the beginning from being killed okay and he he and five other folks see that we're adding up to six here five other folks who he meets along the way who all end up having the same biological father uh and they've never met each other nick nolte is all of their dads okay and we're talking terry cruz to taylor lautner so okay that info what you will so they all basically try to do various robberies and things to get $50,000, which they have to get to save the dad. I didn't do the math. I did do the conversion of what is $50,000 today, but it's probably like $7 million. <laughs> so they have to get $50,000. It's, it's, it's a two-hour-long movie. So after, it's an hour and 40 minutes of this nonsense. Steve Buscemi shows up in a scene where I literally, literally gagged. And then they all, as a six, go and find the dad with this money. They end up with $100,000, so $14 million. And they try to save the dad. Turns out, oh, no, the dad was actually evil the whole time, and it was a trick. Whatever, right? Which, like, yeah. Yeah. So it was a trick, and then they end up sort of Adam Sandler's kind of avenges and is like, I don't actually need you. The guy who raised me is truly my father. Like, I'm good without you. A message I support. 
Um, again, his character's White Knife. So, yeah. But a message I do support in theory. His fiance is named Smoking Fox because she's really <laughs> hot, and that's the movie's <gasps> joke there, which kind of gives you a sense of okay. where we're, we're resting with, with humor. Mm. So the end of the movie is Adam Sandler and his fiance's wedding. I don't want to say her name. Fiance's wedding, and all the brothers are there, and they like live in the tribe. Three minutes. Wow. Congrats. <sighs> okay. I watched this movie in the morning. The morning hours of the day. <laughs> this movie is meant for 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. Right. And it's meant to be watched while you clean your room after crying for four hours. That's and you're like, perfect what am I going to watch that's going to make me feel better about myself mm. while I clean my room for the first time in months? And you turn this on and you watch it for a half an hour and then you say, what am I doing? And you turn it off. <laughs> that's what this is. That's a perfect description of what an Adam Sandler movie is for. It's a, yes. Yeah. And I haven't seen a lot of them intentionally mm. mm-hmm. because I've always had a feeling I've just, I just, you know, you just know. Yeah. But this was worse than I could have imagined. <laughs> so let's give right. it my scores. Yes. My scores. Entertainment value score out of 20. I give it one out of 20. <laughs> it, okay. I didn't give it zero because I did laugh a couple times. Okay. Like Luke Wilson is... He was the bodyguard for Abraham Lincoln. That, I thought, was actually really funny. <laughs> like, that's such a funny idea and, like, great. So that, I, I gave it 1 out of 20. Cinematography score, I was kind. I gave it 7 out of 20. I thought it was fine. Yeah. But not, the movie was so bad, I, I just can't give it 10. I can't yeah. give it 10 out of 20, but it was fine. That was not mm. my issue. How many high fives the writer should get? Likewise, I gave it 1 out of 20 because there were a couple laughs. Okay. And some of them were probably improvised, but, like, that wasn't. The the fact that he was, like, Abraham, like, that's not improvised, because it's, like, you can't improvise that yeah. in that way. The outfits, I... Oh, looking back at my score, it was a little high. I gave it 6 out of 20. I really liked Luke Wilson's jacket. I liked Terry Crews' outfit. I like Western outfit vibes. Me too. But uh, maybe I was too kind, but we'll keep it at 6 mm. out of 20. How much I want to see it again? Zero. Yeah. Zero out of 20. Uh, so we have that, and then we're gonna, and that has that's fifteen, fifteen okay. out of a hundred as my score. Then we're gonna go ahead and deduct that by all the times I looked at my phone slash computer, and I did look at my phone slash computer fourteen times, <laughs> and that's the exact number. So we're we're coming off at a solid one percent, one percent, which is higher than rotten tomatoes. <laughs> And it feels wrong. Yeah. They're right. They got it. They, they got, <laughs> got it. it. They got it right with zero. <laughs> they got it right with zero. <laughs> Taylor, Taylor is, is making some choices Ooh. in this movie that I, I have trouble defending. He oh. plays someone who the character is, I'm stupid. And that's the character. Oh, I'm stupid no. and I have a chipped tooth. Oh, no. And I engage in bestiality <gasps> in a certain scene. <laughs> What's the At the behest of Mexican Rob Schneider, I engage in bestiality with a donkey. A donkey? With and a you donkey. see it? With a donkey. No, but also, it's not what you're thinking. Right. It's... Do I explain this? <laughs> it's, it's, it's the donkey's mouth. Uh, that's... If we're supposed to be like, oh, hearty har har... Uh, okay, okay. That tells me a lot. Act. That tells me a lot about where we're at. 
What was the hardest thing about this movie for me is that it was two hours. Yeah. I thought it was going to be an hour 20. When we decided on Taylor Lautner and I looked at what it was about what I was going to have to watch. Yeah. And I was like, okay, it's going to be an hour 20 minutes. It's going to be awful. And then it was an hour 59 and I That's could have That's so cried. tough. It's so tough. Yeah. Okay. I mean, let's get into it. <laughs> How was Taylor in yours? What did you think of him? I thought he was very sweet. He doesn't really have much of a a role yeah. in the first movie. Like, it's not revealed that he's a werewolf. It's only implied. So... <laughs> <laughs> it's left up to the interpretation yeah. of the viewer, whether he's a werewolf. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't... He's literally... He's just the boy next door who has, like, some sort of issue with the Cullens. But he only has about three scenes. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean he he does his job. He's not quite the Taylor Lautner that we know yet, but he's And love. And love, of course. Um but yeah, what um so talk through the choices that he made in, in this film. Yeah, what's tough here on, on our poor sweet Tay is that I know that very little of it was his choice. Right. I know that so much of it was Adam Sandler being like, hey, 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 even stupider. <laughs> Like, I know that that's the case. Yeah. So it's tough for me to be like, Taylor Lautner was bad. Because mm. I think that he was doing the best he could with what he had. With what he had, yeah. And I think that he was so happy to be in this movie. And that really did come across on screen. And I I'm grateful to have that because Adam Sandler was despondent. <laughs> <laughs> so it was nice to have that that foil mm. of Mr. Lautner, who was just so happy to be on the set, you know? It was nice to have that with us. And now, he has also been... I've never seen Grown Ups 2, but I've listened to the wonderful podcast, The Worst Idea of All Time, where mm. the two New Zealand comedians watch the same movie every week for a year. Right. That was their original format, and they've done that many times since, as well as some other great things. And the first movie they did was Grown Ups 2. Okay. And I just finished, like... I had listened to other episodes of it, but I just finished listening to that first season... And so I've spent a lot of time with, like, the Adam Sandler, Happy Madison world, plus Taylor Lautner in my ear. Okay. So it was nice. I kind of had that... I, 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 knew, it, I knew somewhat what that connection was going to look like and how odd it would, it would be. So hold on. So Taylor Lautner's done more than one Adam Sandler movie? That's correct. At least two. And I, I don't have it in me to Google... Which, I wonder which came first, because... What... I think Grown Ups 2 did. Okay, so he did Grown Ups 2, and then he was like, I gotta get back on a set with Mr. Sandler. The Sandman, yeah. The Sandman. <laughs> okay, I don't, I mean... And this is a Netflix movie. <gasps> that... I think I read something that said that this was a movie where there were, a studio had it, and then they were like, we're good. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> And Netflix was like, we'll take it, I guess. Mm. I think that's what this was. It did make me laugh at the very beginning when the credits, the opening credits happened. It was like, Netflix presents a Netflix studio film. I was oh, like, no. I got, you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> I get, I get where we are. I'm on Netflix. I'm mm. with you. Mm. So it didn't have a theatrical release. No, and that's for the best. Yeah, that's for the best, I would say. Yeah. Mm. I also would like to say that not only was it so racist. Yeah. And weird. Just like weird. There's a character who I can't tell if he's supposed to be 
it's saying that Native American languages are stupid, oh, or if no. it's saying that this man is like a, like some sort of Bigfoot. There's a there's a character that I, I couldn't really get a handle on it, and I didn't try that hard because mm. um, I thought it would be better if I didn't. But there's that going on. It's also so sexist. Great. I mean, it's full of great comedy greats and like great. I mean, we have Chris Parnell coming in making me cackle, not cackle, but laugh <laughs> because he is so he's really funny. He's great at delivery, and we have like just comedy greats like that, and we have Whitney Cummings who's fantastic, and then we. We don't really have the same sort of female of as we do of, of the Jets. I see. And it's tough to not have Rachel Draft with us. You know, I feel like she would have she would have really helped me on this, <laughs> she on this journey. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. That's um, yeah. I wasn't expecting this. I wasn't. Um, yeah, what did you expect? I don't know. I haven't seen uh, I haven't seen an Adam Sandler movie in a long time. I don't want to be too presumptuous. But how... Presume away. How, like, what is redeeming Adam Sandler? How come he hasn't been, like, cancelled? <laughs> I ask myself this question every day. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. People love him. Yeah. And, like, I will say, like, I've never gotten it. I think The Wedding Singer, I think he's good in that. I've never seen Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. I've never seen it. <laughs> People always describe it as stressful, and I'm like, why would I want to watch a mm. movie that the main adjective is stressful? But apparently he's really good in it. I don't think he's a bad actor. I agree. I don't think he's a bad actor. He just has a reputation for... Because he writes films as well, right? He writes them and produces them. Yes. That's the thing. He's not just in them. That's the thing. Yeah, that because he is writing... When you're so heavily involved in movies that are, like, overtly offensive... <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to point the finger in another direction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard. And I don't think he does. I think he is just like, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I he stand. Does. I wonder if he would stand by this. I can tell from his performance that probably he wouldn't. Mm. Because you feel him being like, this movie is bad. This okay. Because he didn't write this movie, right? He did. Oh, he did. He wrote it with someone else. Ah. <gasps> Okay, no, that's that is tough. I was I found myself in a position I had I have never found myself in before, mm. which was hoping, hoping for Kevin James to show up. Something I've never felt. Something that's never crossed my mind. I see Jess googling Kevin James. I know. Here. Okay, yes. Okay, yes. I found myself going, "Hey, are we gonna get Kevin James?" I've never felt that. I've never been like, "Please, Kevin." <laughs> And I couldn't believe what I was feeling. I think I had to pause and take five minutes to collect myself and remind myself of what I stand for. Because mm. I do not stand for praying for Kevin James <laughs> to appear. I certainly don't. I certainly, certainly don't. Mm. David Spade was in it, though. And David Spade, I do think, is very good. I think I like David Spade's vibe a lot. Mm. Wow. Okay. I mean, should we get into our notes? Yeah, let's. I also would love to just touch on the idea of Kevin James being in Twilight, though. <gasps> what a great <laughs> concept. <laughs> Paul Blart, Twilight? <laughs> he, um, oh my god. I think. Who <laughs> would he play? I'm trying to think of whether he would be a vampire or a werewolf. Oh, 100%. Oh. Well, because my gut was like vampire. Mm. 100% I see him with the Cullens. I see when Bella gets the paper clip, paper cut or whatever, and he like sprints at her with a fervor. I see it. 
Oh my god! Imagine he's a. See him transforming. He could be a t- like a teacher at the high school who's like secretly a a vampire. Maybe he could be a third thing. Yeah, Maybe he's a zombie. A zombie. <laughs> Can you imagine Kevin James, KJ being in that? Can we reshoot the whole movie? <laughs> Add Kevin James. Honestly, I think Kristen Stewart would do it. I think she would. We get Jennifer Lawrence. We get Jennifer Lawrence. We can see what could have been. Yeah. And Kevin James is like a sci- the science teacher, but he's a zombie. But like, it's very, <laughs> it's like a background plot. Yeah, yeah. It's like you have to be really looking. <laughs> yeah. You're like, is that, first off, is that Kevin James? Secondly, why is he walking with his arms out in front of him so slow? <laughs> Oh, wait, like, I think I'm thinking of a mummy. No. <laughs> so sorry, that a is a mummy. mummy. <laughs> a mummy slash zombie. I would love if, like... <laughs> mummy zombie Kevin James. Like, he's been given that direction, but no one else, like, knows about it. <laughs> it's like you're at your character's secret. Yeah. His secret for his character is he's a zombie mummy. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, Ooh, that god. really tickled me. That would change your scores. Your entertainment <laughs> score would be like 80 out of 20. Yeah. I want the oh. whole movie to just be like the science class. Because the science class is such a big... I remember it being such a huge part of it. It's so... The the the, the moment in the science class... I've Like I said, I have seen Twilight. I think I've seen it just once. I think I just saw it for work a couple mm. years ago. But the moment in the, in the, in the science class where Bella walks in and Edward's like... <laughs> he fully gags. She's like, "Do I smell?" He's smash? like, "This is the worst thing I've ever experienced in my life." Yeah, and then we find out later that it was because he was so, like, he wanted rock hard. Yeah, <laughs> he wanted to eat her so bad that he couldn't control himself, and he has to run away. Can you imagine someone being so turned on by your smell? I don't like it. I don't feel like you. Yeah. Oh, I have a fun fact about Twilight that I want to tell you. Fifty Shades of Grey. I knew this. this. I knew this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was originally Twilight fan fiction. That I don't quite understand. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? What about it? Um, because the relationship between Edward and Bella is so, to me anyway, it's so unromantic. There's nothing about it that that says sexy to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I Is guess... Is that because it... he's 150 years old and she's 16? <laughs> That's part of it. That's part of it for sure. Um, okay, so let me go through my notes. Um, yes, please. The whole... The first five minutes of the movie, she's carrying, like, a potted cactus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I realised after I'd watched it, that that was to, like, because she came from Arizona where there were were cacti. (laughs) Um, Okay, so Bella has, like, everyone loves Bella. They can't get enough of her. She's got this... (laughs) She's got this great group of friends immediately. Everyone's trying to ask her to prom. Um, There's this great character called Eric who's a real legend... And he's just, everyone's just really, really friendly. And 
And yet, why? Why would you want to get to know the creepy guy who gagged when he first saw you? <laughs> Maybe I it's mean, like I want what I can't have kind of thing. I want yeah, the guy who hates my smell. So much of the movie, I would say nearly half of it is just Bella and Edward staring at each other. And he looks mm-hmm. like he wants to eat her because he does. And she's yeah, just like, she's just like pushing her hair away, biting her lip like, I mean, <laughs> that was a great Kristen Stewart. Thank for you. those of you who can't see this, this <laughs> Skype call, great Kristen Stewart. Um, and okay, I don't like I don't like Edward's vibe. He comes he comes into her bedroom at night to watch her sleep. I forgot about that. And he says this after he's been doing it for weeks. He appears and she's awake and she's like, "Wait a second, how often have you been doing this?" <laughs> Um, also, oh, he says... I, I would kill him. Yeah, for sure. He says he yeah. doesn't... Like, the, they have this whole, like, love scene where she confronts him about being a vampire and he's like, about five times he says, I will eat you. I cannot resist eating you. You look so nice. I don't normally eat humans, but I really, really want to kill you. And she just yeah, keeps... Yeah, to be clear. This yeah, is to be clear, I really, really want to kill and eat you. And she just yeah, keeps yeah, just going... So we all understand. She just keeps going, I trust you. I'm not scared of you, I trust you. And I don't... I just... <laughs> you've known this guy for, like, a week? And you trust him. And he's, and he's like, being very honest. Yeah. He's saying, like, no, 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 no. You can trust me. And what I'm saying is, I will eat you and kill you. Yeah. Like, that's, like, you could take my word. Yeah. Um, also, and she's like, you know what? I love you. <laughs> also, vampires, uh, so they can't see sunlight, right? The classic tale of a vampire is if they see the sun, they will burn and die. Set on fire and sure. die. When these vampires see the sun, they sort of glow. They sort of turn gold. And he's like, look at me, I'm disgusting in the sun. But he knows. He looks like a... <laughs> he looks like a Greek god. He's like completely gold. <laughs> And he like he sparkles like he has that that like shiny mascara yeah. stuff all over his body. But also, shouldn't it? It should hurt because you're dying in the sun. So I, it should. I have a problem with the fact that it should hurt. And also, they they make it clear that they cannot see sunlight. They can't go out in the sunlight, and yet their house is floor to ceiling windows. <laughs> It Wait, is, you're right. I've never, I've never thought about that, nor have I ever heard anyone else mention that. It's, and that's so correct. It is floor to ceiling windows. You, they can't get enough natural light in this house. <laughs> it's so dumb. Oh my god! In the middle of a forest with yeah. like just beautiful sun rays yeah. falling through the pines, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Ew!" <laughs> you're right. Why don't they live in a cave? It doesn't make sense. Or just live in somewhere oh God, where right. you at least just have, like, less windows. Or you'd have to, like, um, put something over the windows. That's, like, the whole that's, part of it. That's such... That's... You're a genius. You're a genius. <laughs> thank you. I don't like to say it too often, but thank you. Um, yeah. Why... Okay. He So, the backstory is that Edward Cullen got bitten in 1918. By the way, end of the First World War. Does this mean Edward Cullen... Thought in the first world war? We don't know. 
Just in case this is your first ep with us, Jess is obsessed with World War One. Yeah, and um, what I wouldn't give for a World War One movie with Edward Cullen um, before I don't he know, got. No, you bitten. don't seem to like him. No, I don't. But I want to know what he was doing in those years. So now, let, me, let me offer you this hypothesis: Would you like a World War One movie with Kevin James? <laughs> I absolutely would love nothing more. Yeah, let's call him. Let's, let's, let's bring him up. Get him on the phone. Um, let's pitch this movie that we haven't even <laughs> at all done any great story yeah. before. Um, so he gets bitten, right? So his adoptive father figure, Dr. Cullen, was a doctor in 1918, I guess. And he was dying of the Spanish flu, uh, which was an epidemic in 1918. And he was dying of it. And then the, the dad bites him. But it is not clear why. Did he bite everyone that was dying in that ward? It was like quite crowded. There were a lot of people. Why him? Why did he get bitten? Hot. He's hot. <laughs> like, why did he say, I'm going to choose you to be a vampire? It, the backstory wasn't clear, is what I mean. Maybe saying. it was an eeny, meeny, miny, mo <laughs> but, but also, like, it seemed like it was, it was tough for him to bite him. And turn him into a vampire mm. rather than draining all of his blood and eating him. Oh, right, right, right. It's a stop. Yeah. So why would you do that? Why, why, what's the relationship there? Never established. I don't know. Mm. Maybe it's probably in the books. It right? could be in the books. But anyway, I worked out that makes him, that makes him 109. <laughs> why is he still in high school? Why would you keep going every year to high school? You can, especially since he looks like an adult. Yeah, you cannot. You cannot do that. <laughs> no, it just seems like a massive waste of time to go to high school for a hundred years. For a hundred years, <laughs> I don't. It, what also is so funny to me is that there's something about being like five hundred, mm. where it's like you're not real. Yeah, like that's not a real time. There are people who are a hundred at night. That's so true. That's just a super old person. Yeah. I didn't even think it's of like, that. Jess and I watched a ghost movie. Maybe a year and a half ago, we watched a ghost movie. This so was... much of Twilight reminded me of that movie. Sorry, continue. <laughs> well, the guy's in it. The guy. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah. So, and we watched this. This is maybe we should edit this out of the podcast because we have even no context. But we watched it. If you don't edit that, we watched a ghost movie that similarly, the, the guy who was like, he was a ghost, but so he looked 30. And it was mm. the guy who plays whatever that guy's name is, Jason? Or whatever, oh, I think the actor's Jasper. name is Jason. I think Jasper. 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 Maybe. Uh, so the guy plays Jasper in Twilight, and he is like 30 when he dies, but then it's revealed that he's actually like 85. Yeah. And it's like, that's not... Yeah. That's just an old... That's like, there are so many people who are 85, that's just an old person. Yeah, so this... It makes it weirder that they're dating someone who's 15. If they're like 10,000, then they're like not anything. Mm. But if they're 109, they are... Just an elderly person who yeah. should be in a home. Yeah. They're and not... Like, I just... I can't imagine... If your brain... Does your brain develop? Surely it does, because you're acquiring knowledge and experience. So you can... Oh, after you become a vampire? Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure, you must. So you can, there is no excuse. You cannot be going for 16-year-old girls. Nope, nope. There is nope. a part that I love in um, in What We Do in the Shadows where 
he's like permanently the vampire is permanently like 30 and then he's dating like a 90 year old and he's like i know what you're thinking i'm a cradle snatcher because obviously he's way older than her which i love that like this is who you should be going for 90 year olds yes and even that it's like even that is a is a gap um it's like (laughs) yeah so many of the vampire logistics didn't make didn't work for me those vamp vlogs Mm. and um that's a great podcast name vampire logistics vampire logistics also a great band name i think yes yes anyway those are my main notes do you want to tell me some of your notes i guess so one of my big notes here is that it is somewhat left to interpretation okay at least my interpretation about whether adam sandler is magic not this again. I feel like we watch so many movies where it's the magic is open to interpretation. Like, is this person Santa Claus? Is it real magic? <laughs> yes, it did. It did have a hint of one of our favorite films, A Christmas Star, yes. which Kevin James should also be there. Because oh. Adam Sandler, it's supposed to be like, he grew up in a Native American tribe, so he is able to sort of understand nature in a kind of in a kind of way where it's like part of him is right. sort of what's going for. Okay. Nature plus magic. <laughs> okay. Nature, nature plus magic, magic as well. Mm-hmm. He like moves at a he he like is able to like hit someone in the face and then run back and catch the bag of flour before he threw it. Like it like Okay. So it's like now does he have super speed? Or is it just I'm Adam Taylor and I'm making racist choices kind of like it's hard mm. to mm. And it happens a few times, so I'm like, he's like able to climb on walls like he's Spider-Man, and I'm like, no, that seems like it's something magic adjacent. And these are the exact powers that Edward Cullen also has. Super speed. <laughs> Super speed, climbing like Spider-Man. <laughs> oh my god, you're right. Wait, are we just, is, is that his, was he his dad? <gasps> and then the Spanish flu, wait, no, we're getting ahead of ourselves, we'll write the okay. sequel in a second, yeah. we'll write the sequel in a second. But one of my yeah, one of my main cues was mm. is he magic? Mm. Um and I never really did get that aid. That's tough. Oh, something that did make me laugh. There was a joke that someone's horse died by suicide. <laughs> I laughed at that. <laughs> that was stupid this, funny. This is supposed to be a comedy, right? Great question. Okay. Yes. It's it it, it fluctuates the at least the first half an hour for sure is like Stupid Adam Sandler jokes. Right. Plus serious, like, minutes. Minutes of minutes of serious movie. Okay. So it's like, and it's two hours. Mm. So I think if it had been edited to be an hour and 25, it would have been more obviously stupid Adam Sandler comedy the whole time. And it was a stupid Adam Sandler comedy. But there are many minutes where it's just not, where it's like Adam Sandler looking at a fire and talking to his father. Wow. Like, what is, what is this? What the hell is this? <laughs> oh. Okay, so, yes, I gagged in a certain scene. Uh, at one point I wrote to myself, no, 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 Rob Schneider is singing, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a scene that's totally unnecessary, and it's just there for goofs. That is a sketch that they've put into a movie. Mm. And it is a sketch about the invention of baseball. 
and about this, how stupid the rules are of baseball. And it's this guy who's like, no, actually, I do get to... It's like making fun of the rules of baseball and whatever. I see. It's some Jerry Seinfeld, what's the deal with observational <laughs> comedy, as a sketch thrown like into this Adam Sandler movie. Okay. <laughs> and it's strange mm. and long. Mm. And I thought it was going to be there for 30 seconds. And I was like, oh, that's funny. That's a funny little reference. And then it's a scene. It's a five-minute scene. And I'm like... I'm sorry. What? 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 Hmm. So that was tough. That was tough. Uh, da, 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 da. At one point, Tom Lautner sexually assaults someone. <gasps> it is relevant to the plot that he has a thick neck. Oh. That's okay. also strange. I, although plot... Maybe I'm being kind with that phrase. <laughs> uh, my final note is simply, how is there 20 minutes left? Mm. I didn't write down that many notes. That's Okay. I kind of didn't want to. That's okay. Mm. Yeah. What is Taylor Lautner's character's conclusion for this movie? Um, his main sort of, you know, thing he's unsure of is how are babies made? Right. And he is, he gets that question answered. And oh. for that, I'm happy for him. Good for him. Good for, good for Tay. Good for Tay. <laughs> good for Tay. He's writing letters to his mother. He's just, his whole thing is, I'm stupid. <laughs> also, what's funny to me is in a movie where we have fucking Adam Sandler mm. being Native American, kind of, Taylor Lautner is someone who actually has Native American ancestry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think he's, I mean, it's never mentioned, but like, mm. why are we, like, do you know what I mean? I do. I if do. you have him, you've cast him, why... Like, not that he has to play people who are overtly Native American, like, that's... We, I'm not saying we should limit him in that, like... Yeah. Not that that's limiting. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. I don't mean to typecast him as one thing, and it's weird to not make him part of the Native American tribe in every movie he's in. It's, of course not. Mm. But, like, why... Why are... Why are we being... What, what... It feels so weird that we have Adam Sandler playing a Native American person, and... And then we have just Taylor Lautner, like... Why can't Taylor Lautner, why couldn't it be that he had a Native American mother and then Nick Nolte was the dad and then he's like leaving the, that's so much easier. Mm. Do you think that uh, Taylor Lautner read the script and, and realized all of this was going to, was going to be quite racist? Or do you think he was, he was oblivious? I don't know that he read the script. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> I think he was like, absolutely, I'll do this movie. Yeah, the, his agent was probably like, Adam Sandler wants you for a movie. And he just said... For another sure. one. Yeah, for another one. Yeah. And he was like, absolutely, I'd, I'd love to. And I think maybe he read it and was like, oh. Mm. Okay. Like, he's already signed on by this point. That would make, yeah, that would probably, make more sense. He seems like a nice person. He seems like he's got his head screwed on. He was probably like, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe, uh, whatever. Mm. And I don't think he did a bad job with what he was given. It's what he was given that was the problem. But I do, I do wish I've ne I'd never seen this. Yeah. So <laughs> it's what he was given that was the problem. I was praying for Kevin James. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Now, uh, anything else we'd really want to say before we dive into to our final part of this? Um, I tried to get Taylor Lautner's best and worst moment from Twilight, the original. Oh yeah. Um, but I honestly, <laughs> his moments were very small, so it was tough. He definitely didn't have a worst moment. 
Um, yeah. Something interesting about that is they were going to recast him between Twilight and the next New Moon, I think mm. it's the second one, where he has a much, the Jacob character is like much more in it. Yeah. They were going to recast him and then he was like, no, 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 I can do it. I can book up. I can like oh, yeah. become this character. And he did. And he was in all of them, but they, they wanted to recast him. Yeah, because he looked so different in the first movie. He looked a lot he, younger. He's also, yeah, he, isn't he like a kid? Yeah, he is a kid. I don't know how old he actually was, but he he plays a, like an awkward teenager quite well, I would say. Well, and he's also playing a teenager in my movie. Oh, okay. But he was clearly a grown man by that point. Yeah. Good stuff. But it's seven years later. Yeah, I would say there is quite a, a nice bit right at the end where he said, he comes up to Bella right at the end and he's like, my dad has paid me to tell you that we're watching you. <laughs> about that and he's like don't worry about it it's just like my dad being goofy <laughs> <laughs> oh this is so stupid uh, but i have to uh. <laughs> yeah, so, i love the way that he does that as like a as a teenager would like this is yeah, so yeah, yeah. this is so dumb but like my dad and our entire <laughs> tribe are watching you and we're gonna kill you or whatever but, like beware beware <laughs> yeah like you should probably stay away from the vampire person but anyway, who am I to say? I'm just a kid. Uh, I have a good prom. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Something, speaking of prom, something I remember vividly is hating Bella's prom dress. It's, what is tough is that she's wearing leggings under it. Um, that, yeah, thank you for reminding me. Because she, she has a broken leg. So she, one, one leg is cut, is in a cast and then the other, she's wearing like these leggings. But also that is exactly how I dressed in 2009. I would wear dress a dress and then I would wear leggings under it. Oh my god, of course. And yeah, it is, it is, it's exactly uh, as bad as we all remember it. I remember wearing leggings and a sweater dress and being like, mm, me too. I'm on the Golden Globes red carpet. <laughs> me too. Like, I had this turtleneck sweater dress that I would wear with leggings, <laughs> leggings and Ugg boots that were fake, fake Ugg boots. Of course. And I, I was like, this is my look. I'm wearing this every day. Who wore it best? I did. And I'm never going to regret it. <laughs> Oh, 2009 was a tough time. <laughs> For fashion, uh, it was tough. All right, so should we... Yeah, should we combine these movies? So we'll finish the podcast with combining the movies into a... Uh, beautiful sequel. A beautiful sequel slash... I don't even know what you'd call it. Like Follow-up. Fo <laughs> a follow-up alternate universe where both these movies exist in the same universe. So... All right, let's start with what do we have in common here? We have the character who's kind of magic. Kind of magic, yes. Taylor Lautner is a teenager. Yes. Taylor, now, do we want him to be a werewolf? Where, where, where are we setting this? I think it has to be in the past. Yeah, okay. I do like it being young Edward. Okay, so we could... We could set it in the First World War. <laughs> <laughs> How have we not done that yet? <laughs> one of these follow-ups we've made at World War One. No. What are we doing? So this is perfect. Maybe we can also set it at the Town Abbey Castle. Okay. It's even happier. So we're setting it at Highclere Castle in World War One. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Cullen is the doctor there. Um, okay. Because they, it could be like a Oh no! Or do we or do we want it on the front lines? Either way, Adam. Yeah, perhaps perchance, perchance. Per chance. And the werewolves are like 
helping oh the soldiers my god yes so we have we have world war one regular world war one but also there are vampires <laughs> and werewolves <laughs> And what if, what if one, like, the English and French, like, alliance are one side? So we have werewolves. Which side is werewolves and which side is vampires? I think vampires... I mean, the werewolves of London, if we're shouting that out. Yeah, and also vampires have a German history, right? Well, vampires are Transylvania, though. Which sounds the a, a bit like... The vampires are going to be Soviet. Now, that's interesting, because Russia was on the British side, but then they pulled out oh, of the well, First World War. They pulled out because of... Um, they had their own thing going on. Welcome to our World War One podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, did they? That's interesting. Edward Cullen is on the German side. Where does he die? Where is the scene where he dies and then the doctor? It's like, in a whatever. hospital in 1918. It doesn't say where. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 Um. Okay. Let, let's choose. Let's make it. Devon? <laughs> or we make it the Downton Abbey Castle, which turns into a hospital. <laughs> it literally, quite literally does. Okay, okay so, great. Okay, great. great. With the guy with the eyes. Remember that episode? Okay. Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> okay. So, Welcome to our Downton Abbey podcast. What if, what if Adam Sandler is also... <laughs> oh, God, does he have to be? Maybe he could also be a wounded soldier. Yeah, I feel like it does have to be those people. Mm. We have to have... Oh, please, can we not have Rob Schneider, though? Yeah, let's just... Okay, who are we keeping from your movie? Definitely Adam Sandler. Yeah. Definitely David Spade. Yeah. Let's throw Kevin James in there. Okay, perfect. <laughs> and then... And, and and let me Taylor Lautner. And Taylor Lautner. Who can be... Um, and Terry Crews. Terry Crews would do great just laying in one of these beds. We cut to him making, like, faces. I think he'd be great. Okay, I have an idea. So we're in the Downton Abbey Castle, which has turned into a hospital. All of these, all of these people, <laughs> all of the aforementioned people are in the hospital. They're all wounded soldiers, including Edward Cullen. In comes Dr. Cullen, and he decides that he needs an army of six vampires, the ridiculous six. And so... <laughs> So he bites six soldiers and then they all become vampires and then hi- and then hijinks ensue and it turns into a comedy. It's a World War One comedy. It's a World War I Down Abbey comedy. Yes. Wow. And they have little hijinks because wow. they can go onto the battlefield and like they're immortal. But they can't, it's the, but, the, but the battles have to be nighttime battles and that's their hurdle. That's a, yes. <laughs> the main hurdle is that they can... <laughs> So they're just coming up with excuses like, oh, sorry, yeah. we so wish we could. We so wish we could. <laughs> yeah. And then because like if you didn't, if you refused to go over the top, you would get like court martialed or shot for being a coward. So like. Which is wild. Insane. Yeah. By the way. But like they would keep getting shot and they would not die. So they'd be like, listen, they'd be like, we're immortal, but we can only fight <laughs> at night. <laughs> They're like, well, do your fighting. We just have this one stipulation. Yeah. And they're like, okay. So then they change the trajectory of World War One, and all the big battles happen at night. Wow. And it's peace during the day. Yeah. Yeah. And it's complete peace during the day. And then, like, they evacuate. Oh, my God. 
alternate this is alternate universe they evacuate everyone so that it is just vampires fighting werewolves so all of the oh, i forgot werewolves were even here <laughs> so all of the non-immortal people can go home and be safe and world war one is saved <laughs> i don't think werewolves are immortal I think they just, they're normal, everything's chill, everything's cool, except they turn into wolves. A werewolf is technically considered an immortal being, according to mysticbeasts.com. And I trust them. I trust them with my life. Yeah. Um, But they do, okay, they can age, but they can also control their aging by not shifting into wolf form. What? So if they don't shift, if they don't become wolves, they'll stay the same age? That feels like you're just a more. That feels like you're just not gonna ever age. If they don't become wolves, they will age like a human. But if they become wolves, they can stop aging. So I feel like maybe they're immortal and ageless, but only in their wolf form. Got it. So so during the nighttime battles, they're like, <laughs> here comes wolf time. Yeah, yeah. They can only battle at night when it's a full moon. <laughs> <laughs> so War One is only once a month. Yeah. Well, War One is a once a month thing. This would drastically change the course of history. I mean, not only is this a movie, I think it might be a, a book. A book. A, a book series, dare I say. An Edinburgh Fringe show? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine going to a show at Fringe and it's Kevin James lying in a hospital bed? <laughs> Being turned into a vampire? To be the ridiculous six who changed the course of history by fighting World War I? And you're like, what? What is the? What is this saying? What is the message? <laughs> oh, oh, I buy, I buy a ticket. I, I absolutely would. I, would. I think this should be a book series, a movie, and a musical, all at once. A musical. A, a musical. <laughs> of the ridiculous six. <laughs> this would be such a good musical. I've never, I've never heard Taylor Lautner sing, but my money's on he can. I think he my can. My money's on he's got a voice on him. He looks like he can sing. Well, he does have a very thick neck. As the movie... <laughs> Which means as the movie, he make sure to tell us. Okay. I guess, he, I guess it does. <laughs> it feels relevant. Yeah. No, it is relevant. And, um... Yeah. I yeah. think we've done it. Okay. I think we've, I think we've dropped up. <laughs> dare i say oh dare you do all right anything else we want to make sure to feel free to follow us mm. at tip tops pod everywhere and uh if you want if you got a recommendation for an actor for us to add to our extensive list we we are absolutely down uh to 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 add them to the list email us at tip tops and flip flops at gmail.com also check out our website tip tops and flip anything else we want to add or plug or anything i don't think so Tune in next week for whoever we haven't decided yet. (laughs) Tune in and we'll see you on the flip-flop. On the flip-flop, good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. You can follow us as always at TiptopsPod on Instagram, on Twitter, and on TikTok. You can also email us. Please do tiptopsandflipflops at gmail.com. It's all spelled out one word. Any actors that you request, we will bump them to the top of our list. We are here to serve you guys. And yeah, we will see you next week, friends. See you on the flippity flop. 